Support for this podcast comes from CLR Clear. Fight back against annoying household messes with CLR Clear. CLR Clear is tough on dirt and grime all around your home, and we're not just talking about calcium, lime, and rust. They have an entire lineup of cleaning products for your kitchen, bathroom, garage, and more. Visit clrbrands.com to learn more. CLR Clear, fight the clean fight. Eileen Fisher designs simple clothes to make your life easier. Timeless pieces in high-quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and more positive impact in the world. Visit EileenFisher.com and use offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com, offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. Hey, this is CYG producer Gina Delvac, and this is a very special crossover edition of Call Your Girlfriend. We have the badass ladies of another round here, Heaven. Hey! And Tracy. Boom! So if you like what you hear, or duh, you probably already listened to another round, but go check them out at buzzfeed.com slash another round, and you'll get to hear Amina and Anne on their show, too. Stay tuned. In the middle of the episode, we're also going to have a very special drop-in appearance from musician Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs. Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. I'm Amina Tussauds. And I'm Ann Friedman. On this week's agenda, oh, we are here with Heaven and Tracy from another round. Ow, ow! Very special crossover episode. First in probably podcast history, right? Like just the first I mean, ever. power crossover <laughs> episode. Right. We got a little check-in with uh, Ivanka Trump, our favorite Trump. Mm, maybe not anymore. Some questions about the Pope. Is he a Bernie bro? And this week in menstruation, dudes experience periods for the first time. Evan and Tracy, we're so excited that you're here with us. Uh, thanks for having us in your studio. Hey. Thanks for coming to see us. I know we're studio. here with you technically, right? Like uh, <laughs> this is now a communal space. Uh, everybody just looks so good, flawless, melanin. Oh just my gosh, melanin popping. Oh. <laughs> Beautiful babes. <laughs> We're drinking. We're having a good time. Hey. Uh, we just want to get into some of our like hot topics really quickly. Let's do it. And what's the first thing we're talking about? It's been a while since we've checked in with Ivanka Trump, who is... Big fan of Call Your Girlfriend. That's um, why we no, check in with her. her. Minions, Wait, is she? One of her minions is like a big fan of yeah, Call Your so, Girlfriend. So it's always like on oh IvankaTrump.com. They're like, best podcast, Call Your Girlfriend. <laughs> oh <my laughs> like, which nice. intern listens to this? <laughs> but fundamentally, this is a problem of Ivanka's like personal brand and business being at odds with like her father's campaign. Mm. So Ivanka's had like two problems recently. One, <laughs> Just two? Well, <laughs> one, they had to recall all of her scarves. I'm sorry, that, what? So, you know, like, she's a business lady. What are her scarves? So she just, like, sells these scarves in stores, but... Like, what kind of stores? She, I don't know, <laughs> like... Is this, like, a Kmart line? Is this a Bergdorf uh, line? She's trying to goopify. Effective. She's trying to goopify. So she's she trying ha- what? <laughs> you know, like, the Gwyneth Paltrow, Gwyneth Paltrow route goop. of, like, selling things and also offering advice. Lifestyle brands. Lifestyle brand. Oh. <laughs> 
That's a peak that's white a girl thing, thing yeah. that I recognize. Okay. Let me explain white things to you. <laughs> Please First do. of all, there's goop. <laughs> that's all you need to know. That's okay. all you need to know. Now I'm you know. Up to speed. No, but there's a lot of like white celebrities who have this whole like lifestyle brand. Jessica yeah. Alba, Reese Witherspoon, like Reese Witherspoon. Um, that one that's married to Van Wilder. Um, <laughs> Wait, who's married so, to? Va- oh, um, Serena Vanderwoodson. Serena Vanderwoodson. <laughs> yeah, who that is? Gossip Girl. Mm, sorry. So white things, Tam. What are what? What is what is Ivanka? So Ivanka, all of her scarves scarf got they got like recalled because they're made in China and they were like lighting on fire. They were fire risk. <laughs> I know it was like a fire risk, and I was like, they're mm, flammable. Yeah, highly flammable. It's you know, it's like somebody lights a cigarette near you, and it's like R.I.P. And also, so so in- the FTC was like, bring them back. <laughs> Ivanka yeah. is already embattled, okay? Like, she is, like, trying to save her goop-style brand, like, from her father. And then, meanwhile, with flaming scarves. But you know, she got, you know she got investigated for that, so... I have a question. Heaven has a hand us. raised. So, was she, like, a big personality lifestyle situation before her oh, dad started? huge. So, I just didn't know about this. Yeah. Okay. You know how, like, sometimes your internet doesn't cross with other people's internet? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like, your shopping doesn't cross with other people's shopping. Oh, certainly. Mm-hmm. Ivanka, like, huge shoes line okay like, so she was so they don't have them this. in marshall's which is why i haven't seen them yes you not, know they, they might have them in marshall's what? they're just they're probably just not your style okay mm-hmm. that's Fair. the thing possible it's like like you probably don't wear the you know jessica simpson shoes Same i thing. think they're really cute. I actually have some. to actually make the opposite assumption where i was like they're not as well stocked as the jessica, jessica simpson line mm-hmm. i know but so Jeez. you know like so mm-hmm. she sells that like mm-hmm. she's like a for real businesswoman in her own realm well go ahead ivanka Except that now karma's back. Yeah. But the other best thing that happened, the state of New York has closed primaries, uh-huh. which means that you have to be registered for the party that's having a primary to vote. Oh, yeah. So I was talking to my friend who just became a citizen about this, mm-hmm. and she's like, they just signed us up, and I, for some reason, registered as an independent. I was like, Imani, what are you doing? Oh, <laughs> wow. No, but that, that makes sense if you, yeah, but if you don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't know, that makes sense. But she's like, literally no one explained to me that mm-hmm. like New York has a closed primary, and you have to be Why? I mean, they don't explain a lot of things. Well, she was just like, I don't understand my... Like, at least like, she's registered you, to vote. Were you tested on this? And she was like, no, no. they don't test you on that. They ask huh. you if so you anyways. watch Hamilton and then they're like, citizenship. Yes, no. That is not that, what they ask you. That's how they were. No, but I just think it's like a very convoluted process and it's a little bit hard to figure out how, how your election goes in the times that aren't no. just like general election things. Exactly. I don't even know so New York State has goes. a closed primary. Okay. If you're not registered, uh-huh. you can't vote. But the Trump, two of the Trump children, Ivanka, and then the one that looks like an evil blonde, oh Eric, God. maybe. Oh, my gosh. Can we oh talk, God, can we talk about that? <laughs> yes. I like how you both are whispering. Draco Malfoy. Trump, oh, my God. Trump's two sons are terrifying. The most distressing thing is that Disney villain one terrifying. is way uglier than the yes! other. I know. It's like you see one and it gets worse. I know. And we're agreed on which one it is, too. Yes. yes. We already know. <laughs> They We're do look name like names, names They do. They do. It's a little terrifying. You're never going to make it into the tournament. But so listen, they can't <laughs> vote for their dad because they didn't switch their party registration to Republican on time. I mean, mm. and they had a whole year to it do it. They literally had a whole year to do it and they've known forever. <laughs> and the other best part of this is that it means that they were registered Democrats. Oh. And there's a tiny part of me that wants to believe that they never intended to vote for their oh, No, exactly. Like, dun, dun, dun. She's like, I'm not switching my registration for why? this. Why would? Why because would she probably that? is going to vote for Bernie. <laughs> why do you? Oh my think god! That? Don't even predict that. I really? love this narrative. I love. This I love. I love a conspiracy theory. Yes. 
I'm into it. And now she can blame it on some, like, you know how her dad's gullible? She's like, oh, we didn't get that paperwork, or <laughs> I had to do it. Well, three and he years needs ago. her so much that it's not like he's going to call her out on it. Like, yeah. he absolutely needs her to stand on stage. What and, do you mean, needs her? I mean, you might have heard him say some slightly offensive things about women. Sure, sure. Uh-huh. And, and he's also said creepy things about her. Exactly. Yeah. And it's so, like as his daughter. Can you Since imagine? A baby. If she were like, I want no part in this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I don't know. I think that he needs, in, a, in the way that a lot of white people with reprehensible racist views need the like the one like black person on their team who's like you're not that bad or like you know like he's got he's got like there is like a I don't know what like a cover token kind of thing yeah, and she fills that role for him interesting um, because like sorry it's Melania called having a Ben Carson on your team Aww, I guess ben. <laughs> but that's also why he's not all Ben that's, yeah he's all okay. Ben yeah, he just he's just like a like a little puppy that you just he's trying to be he's trying to be our first hotel president <laughs> don't all Ben him. <laughs> like no no you know what you're right you're right the Popeyes organization <laughs> did you hear him say the Popeyes organization he knew and then how he lied about He's being never been up. in a Popeyes you know it <laughs> no one has ever called it a Popeyes, Popeyes organization. organization maybe in the Illuminati that's what they call it no one they who's ever been. been to a Popeyes has called it an organization oh I'm hungry I'm gonna go the to the Popeyes, Popeyes corporation <laughs> anyways anyway. I'm listening I'm listening right. So I think Ivanka's playing a long game. Yeah, she's just like plausible deniability. She was like, it was my dad, so I had to be there, but I never voted for him. I am so, I'm so confused. This is my, listen, I've accepted this version as as my truth. (laughs) I'm into it. Absolutely. I'm surprised to hear that you think the Trump children are not in his corner. Necessarily. (sighs) So... I obviously don't have any evidence for this beyond my own conspiracy <laughs> but theory. I love, good, I love a good <laughs> but random yeah, but, tea but you know, that like, I pulled out of nowhere. Everybody has like problematic people in their family, right? And That's it's not like true. you can just like fight them in public. It's like, what are you supposed to right. do? Mm-hmm. What do you do when your dad is also your creepy uncle? It's well, like, yeah. it was also the person who got you your job. Like, right, you know, like her, right. she didn't pick like a corporate career that was separate from her family. She used him to get a great job that she probably, she probably could have gotten a great job other elsewhere. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like she's like business married to her dad oh man yeah bad yeah. like she's like she went i know i'm sorry i'm sorry but like you know she has like she has like professional ties totally. to him and she oh also has information that we don't have right because it's like really unclear to us whether donald trump ever was running for real or not it's mm-hmm. like now clearly he is yeah but at the beginning it's like god only knows what the conversation their family was like right she was like you go have fun with your campaign and now she's <laughs> like what and am then, i gonna yeah. do and then now they're in it and he says offensive things about like her and even her own family like she's married to a very like orthodox Jewish person oh my and he, like he's so offensive on every level uh-huh. and it's why would you do that to yourself I just developed a theory <clears throat> tell us tell us um, I feel like Ivanka and Malfoy uh, brother Malfoy <laughs> brother Malfoy, brother Malfoy. <laughs> are, are basically black people during the OJ Simpson trial Whoa. Whoa. Boom. Hear me out, though. Hear me out, though. I'm listening. Black folks back in the day, we knew he did it. But there was like a bigger picture we had to think of. There was like a whole like overarching, you know what? We need to win this. We need to win this for black people because police brutality. Right. We've been screwed over. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We've been screwed over so many times. Uh Here's a black man who could very well be. So what's the what's the compliment to that in the Trump situation? Okay, so they're like outwardly got to support him. Got to do it for my family. Got to do it for my culture. Okay. Inwardly, they don't fuck with him. Can I say fuck? 
Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Him? oh, definitely on this Yeah, podcast. on this <laughs> We've never had a non-explicit episode. Perfect. You're fine. Yeah. Hang Certainly. in there, Ivanka. We are praying for you, BB. Keep your head up, girl. <laughs> Keep your head up. Tupac cares if don't nobody else care. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Keep your head up. Things are gonna She's listening to that right now. <laughs> That's her pump up music every time she has to go on Do stage. Push up. <laughs> In the <literal> <laughs> idea. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Another person we need to check in on that we're uh, uh, just the Pope. Okay, I don't have as complex feelings about the Pope. I just don't like him. The Pope kind of scares me, to be honest. We don't like the Pope because the Pope has bamboozled everyone. (laughs) Oh my God, run him up. So yeah, especially like liberals led astray. What do you mean? What do you mean? So here's the deal with the Pope. He is the head of an organization that still won't let women join. He like creates this like moral message about the economy, but doesn't care about women's bodies and independence. And wait, we're wait, all supposed sorry. to ride for him. What is the moral message about the economy? What is he saying about women's bodies? I mean, just that like poverty is real bad. And like, if you're a moral person, you should care about inequality in the country. And like, like most people yeah. struggling to get by, mm-hmm. which is true. But, you know, the fact that that comes with a side of sexism. Yeah, there are plenty of things to like about him in comparison to other recent popes and certainly in comparison to other religious figures. We're just woke mm-hmm. about the Pope. And yet everyone gives him a pass oh on this God. other stuff. Like yeah. that's the thing. About the Pope. And Adele Stan, who writes for the American Prospect and is one of my favorite feminist writers, like just wrote this like great piece. You know, is Bern- is uh Pope Francis a Bernie bro? What does that mean? Uh the answer is yes. Well you have mean? to explain so the here, invitation. So here's the context. The Vatican invited Bernie Mm -hmm. to speak. And it was so shady because at first he was like, I'm going to speak at the Vatican. And everybody's like, oh, my God, if the Pope invited him, then he's the blessed one. And then (laughs) the the Vatican was like, pump the brakes. We didn't invite him. He invited himself. (laughs) You invite yourself to the Vatican? Girl. If you yell loud enough, apparently. (laughs) the The whole thing was so shady. And then they came back and they were like... Actually, it looks like this one American cardinal invited him. But anyway, he can come, but we're not endorsing him. It was like the whole Control thing. your cardinals. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? The whole thing was just like sketchy. It's like, Does how the Pope do you- generally endorse people? Mm, so, question. interesting question that you would ask. The Pope does not endorse people, but the Pope, as the leader of one of the largest religions, like right. car- his opinion carries a lot of weight. No, definitely. And this is the second time in recent history that a Pope has meddled into U.S. politics. Interesting. So, when at Geraldine Ferraro, shout out Congresswoman from Queens, she was on the Democratic ticket as the VP. 1984. 1984. The Pope like came out really forcefully against that and being like, I don't know that it's okay to put a pro-choice person Yo. in wow. this position. So it's not lost on me mm. that now that we have another woman mm. running for president, like that, I'm like, Vatican, you're mm. not even from here. Stop. <laughs> me- like, <laughs> you, you don't, don't even go here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't go here. Why are you in our politics? But it's also like for me, like part this part of like Bernie's message that's been really hard to digest. You know, this like I 100% agree with like economic inequality. I'm like, you're right. Break up the banks, even though we don't know how. Like, tell people. 
But in the super progressive campaign, there's not a message about that is geared towards like female independence specifically. Mm. And they're not really talking about reproductive rights. They're not talking about... What has the Bernie camp said about that? Uh, not a lot. About huh. reproductive anything? When they released their healthcare plan the first time, and mm-hmm. I, I am not misspeaking, there was not really a lot about like women's healthcare specifically. And it's like, how can you be part of the revolution? Right, when you miss half the people. When right. you don't talk about this. But, you know, everybody's seduced by this like the economic inequality message, which to mm-hmm. be like clear is incredibly powerful right. and real. But, you know, it's like when you're a woman, you're like really acutely aware of how all of those things like play out in your whole life Mm -hmm. and how like having independence to make decisions for yourself and your body. Like that's one way to lift yourself out of poverty. That's one way to not be dependent on all these systems. Mm -hmm. And so to me, like this has been really frustrating. Just like watch. It's like, yeah, it's like nothing changes. They're Mm -hmm. all in cahoots together. Damn. Also, I still don't understand. We have. We have two popes on the earth. I don't understand what you do. Okay. So that that guy's not pope anymore. Benedict. You talking about Benedict? Listen, we had a Pope Benedict. Now we got this motherfucking pope. Which one is the creepy German one? Benedict. Benedict. He had to quit. He got the fucking He didn't have to. He just Paparazzi. I love him. He used to wear these Gucci loafers. Girl, don't talk badly about Benedict. I just fucked your bitch. He he was. All no. right, Pope Benedict just Pop. fucked your bitch in some Gucci flip flops. Probably. I mean, that's literally why he had to quit. <laughs> that's literally. I believe that is what Future said he did. <laughs> that's, um, no, but I just mean like, first of all, he's so you're like you're like Pope shouldn't be alive at the same time. Yes! You're like, why is there overlap? <laughs> okay, is that like a llama? Two, you're two go in with a llama, a llama situation. No, but she's right. Sorry, that's how, a that's llama. How, that that don't L-A-M-A. L-A-M-A. Like oh, like that that not alpaca. One L, one L. I hear you, Anne. I hear you. You are right. That it's always like one dies and then we're like, which one of these fools are we elevating? That's I just fair. think it's a little weird. Sometimes you get fired though, apparently. I think, I think that's a little weird. How <laughs> he, can you be fired mm, from the boat position? He, I mean, he if quit because he mean, had a looming scandal. That's what, what I'm saying. Scandal. That's what I'm saying. I know. Why is the Catholic Church not concerned about that? <laughs> There's a scandal. This goes actually pope back on the loose. directly to our current pope, the current pope. <laughs> Not caring about his own house. Like, I feel like there's all this stuff with sexual abuse survivors that he could be doing. Like, you know, there's, there's, and that is one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I think it's great that you were speaking out about like the refugee crisis in Syria. Mm. Good job. But also, like, look at what is happening. What's going on in your own house? That you have direct control over. Like, the Pope cannot single handedly resolve a refugee crisis. He can single handedly resolve an abuse crisis in his church. And, like, that's the kind of stuff that makes me so angry. The stuff Mm. about, like, yeah, like, the way women are treated in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, there are all these groups of dissident nuns that he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like not yeah. hearing it. And but so, that's how he gets away with it is that he just points to another bigger, like inexplicable problem. <laughs> hey, what's that over there? Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> refugee crisis. Yeah. <laughs> no, but honestly, I'm like, I, you don't give money to this cause. You don't need to be here. Mm-hmm. When I watched uh, Spotlight, the Academy yeah. Award winning film about Boston specific area about mm-hmm. uh, Catholic church crisis, I didn't have that experience with churches where it was like very institutionalized where it's like there's this level and then all the cardinals yeah, that all the cardinals but that's literally what the Catholic Church interact. is it's but an yeah, institution yeah. it's mm-hmm. very very institutionalized I experienced a church that was very different from that so I didn't have quite the same understanding where there'd be parents on the in the movie who'd be like I was just excited that my my yeah. kid was having experience with like a a real leadership of like church thoughtful like people in my life who are mm-hmm. thoughtful church going people 
So totally. I didn't have that experience. So I'm always curious about people's relationships to the Pope because it seems like a much bigger thing than it is in my life, even though my family is super religious and does care about the Pope, but just not in the same mm. hierarchical way. He's just so <laughs> whack to me. I'm like, listen, you, if you want to have Are opinions. You no, I am not Catholic. You're Muslim, right? Um, my family is Muslim. Okay. <laughs> I am. I am. There's, there's no better way to drive like Muslim people crazy than saying my family is Muslim. Uh, <laughs> uh, a conversation I have with many an Uber driver. Oh uh, my god, that's real though. But, uh, <laughs> it's just this for like religious people of all sorts. But in this country, it's like specifically Christian people, whether they're Catholic or evangelical. I'm like, you know what? Mm. If you want to be part of an institution that has all of this power over our culture, then you should pay taxes. Mm. I am happy for you to meddle in our politics all you want because they do it every single Sunday. That's true. I'm like, then you should pay taxes and stop pretending that you're a nonprofit and that you're not. You know, it's like right, whatever yeah. the Pope says, like goes for many, many people. Same thing with a ton of pastors in this country. Yeah. And they yeah. just hide behind this veneer of being impartial and it's not true they influence our politics they influence our culture they influence a ton mm. of policy and we're just supposed to like smile and take it and mm. that's just not okay with me this makes me think of Creflo Dollar oh, <laughs> oh yeah he's well, been yeah, trying to get that plane forever yeah so what Creflo this? Dollar first of all he's a pastor he's a black pastor whose last name is dollar <laughs> prosperity <laughs> gospel right prosperity this is not gospel. a Tyler Perry script this is for real life he's the pastor of a super church in what Atlanta probably yeah probably Sound like some Atlanta shit he has a, he has a jet <laughs> so he got his jet he, he got did. it he got the jet his praise the lord they launched a, a campaign or whatever to buy like a G whatever like jet that Jay-Z G6. has a G6 <laughs> okay because he needed it for like his mission work a g6 jet and so like it what is his mission work like meeting other rappers great question exactly it's like going to the same tailor as uh many a rapper so the mission of the lord can flow through him Sure, sure. You need a G6 for that. You do. Mm-hmm. So is that something you're familiar with in your ch- church experience, Tracy? Um, no, I went to a very, very, not very, very, but I went to a pretty small church. But we have at, like super churches yeah. in Louisville. And like even from like the age of six, I'm like, okay, when I go to church, they preach about like doing for the community and like not greed, indulgence, whatever mm-hmm. the thing is. Obviously, I don't go to church anymore. <laughs> you're like, I forgot like, the word. Right, I've literally forgotten the words. But then you look and like, why is the pastor driving like a car that costs more than like my college education? Yeah, if like, your pastor money comes that in a Maybach, like, maybe we need to reevaluate Right, things. this is a real thing. <laughs> oh this is a real God. thing. And like congregations are so willing to like pony up so much money because they're just like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to support the man who's like leading this flock or whatever, which just makes no sense hmm. at all. Wait, so you said the Pope is a Bernie bro? Yes. I feel like we've strayed from the original. We did. Well, (laughs) welcome to Call Your Girlfriend. (laughs) Why is the Pope a Bernie bro? Well, this goes back to the Bernie Sanders audience with the Pope. A highly, I don't know. I mean, like, not everyone can get one of those. And also them being like, whoa, whoa, he invited himself. That's what we're talking about. Interesting. Um, But what's interesting, so I grew up very, very Catholic. My family is super Catholic. My, My parents are like, whatever the Pope says, great. Yes, mm-hmm. awesome. They will never, ever, ever vote for like an abortionist, anti-family, whatever, mm-hmm. like Bernie Sanders, no matter what. So 
I see it more as like the Pope is real hot right now. It's like one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, like it's I have an audience with the Pope today. Totally, totally. <laughs> and, and and something for someone without a lot of international experience, like a nice little checkbox, right? Like a photo op yeah, with it's the like, Pope. He finally got a passport. He's like, um, <laughs> catching up. It would make me equally angry though if people were really excited about the Pope hanging out with Hillary. I just like want I just want someone to like check the Pope. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> all I want. take care of your own house. Yeah. Why are you out here? Sweep around your own front door. I yep. know. I'm like, why are you house. out here? Why are you out here? Mm-hmm. Mm, the Pope. Okay. Um, moving on <laughs> from the Pope to This Week in Menstruation. Yay. This Week in Menstruation, um, <laughs> we watched a really funny video uh, on a, maybe a website that you know, BuzzFeed. What's Have that? you guys heard of that website? How you spell it? Do you guys know BuzzFeed? It's, it's um, got a capital, capital F. Capital B, capital F. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that we were saying same, same point on yeah. BuzzFeed. Uh, you know, and, you know, a, a provider of many, a viral video. I watched this one called Men Experiencing Periods. And so many people sent it to us and they're just like, isn't this great? Isn't it wonderful? And, Explain uh, how it goes down. Yeah, so how it goes down. Experience periods. It, it's exactly. It, it's such a mess. Mm-hmm. So, Some men do experience periods. Right. This was men who have never Straight experienced men. one. Yeah. <laughs> Cis men experiencing periods. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so it's uh, three dudes who I guess work in uh, BuzzFeed Motion Pictures, maybe unclear. Mm-hmm. One of the umbrella video farms this really cool lady makes a device for them to uh where she puts this like beet juice and cornstarch mix to uh, <laughs> to mimic periods okay and then they have to wear it in their underwear and it just like squirts blood uh, at unpredictable intervals. Exactly. Unpredictable, yes. intervals unpredictable intervals and so they start off the video like saying like they're gonna do it like for one day and then through the magic of video decide that they need to do it for more days because guess what periods last more than one day what and, uh, you know, and so they, so they go through the whole thing. It's like they ruin all of their pants. Like this one guy can't, he bleeds for like two seconds and like the pants are ruined already. Like a huge, yeah. just like, just like Texas sized. Yeah. Of blood. There's yeah. an incident with bloody underwear left on the bathroom floor, just like abandoned, <laughs> which I don't know. Just everyone crazy. I feel has maybe abandoned a pair of underwear in a place you didn't want to abandon them because you're That's like, this real. is beyond saving. Oh like, my God. Yeah. No, I'm like trash. Yep. That's, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it was interesting to watch and then like listen to them just like honestly like bitch and moan about it the whole time but also get kind of emotional like I did not yeah. know that this is what women in my life were dealing with the, mm-hmm. no totally like they got emotional they got angry I, mean, I cannot believe that you you know I, I mean obviously I can believe it I have a brother but just that you can live in such close proximity to women and yes. still not understand how their bodies yes. work mm. you know or and I remember like one of them was like yeah I've definitely used like like having your period as a slur or whatever you know like a derogatory way and he's like no I know not to do that anymore because of this and mm-hmm. just the the empathy gap that was there was Jesus. really fascinating mm-hmm. but also the, the other thing is like clearly was like done for the video effect they complained about it so much I was like imagine I was like this is the problem right is that men think that when we're on our periods we're complaining all the time Constantly and I'm like actually I am bleeding near you all the time you have no idea it's true because sitting in a meeting because just chunk my, my just cycle is problematic yeah I'm like you just I'm like yeah I'm like I just passed three blood clots yeah. talking to you and you don't even know about it didn't even flinch we are playing through the pain mm-hmm. this entire time we were showing up to work on time we're ruining our clothes and we're doing it with a smile and 
you know, like these video boys couldn't do it for 10 minutes. (laughs) Right. Here's a thought. That's like not okay (laughs) with me. When I saw it, I was like, you know how, um, I don't know what happened in all of your schools when like they were like, here's what puberty is or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I was like. I went to Christian school. We did not have that. Oh, we had like, (laughs) we also, Catholic school had a very like stripped down version of, of explanations around everything. But I will say that think about what it would be like if like, Anyone who was probably not getting a period were a- assigned one of these devices and was like, you're going to get your period for a week because this is what's happening to mm-hmm. all your classmates and maybe you should learn some empathy about it. And mm. I don't know. I mean, I don't really expect that to happen anytime soon, but I did think about like, what if those men had had that experience mm-hmm. at a way younger age? Yeah, right. And just Ooh. had more compassion. Just Preach. had more compassion for it. It was really, it was a hard thing to watch for me. Like, I could not believe like grown adult men don't understand this. Yeah. One of the things that always sits in the back of my mind whenever you have a situation, whether it's BuzzFeed video where I know that Tyra Banks did this a lot on her TV show. Oh my God. Fat suit Tyra Banks. You already (laughs) know exactly where I'm going. But it's this idea that like unless somebody can like physically Mm -hmm. experience the like the pain or like the inconvenience of life of a marginalized person for themselves and they just don't believe that it's Mm. real. You know? For a lot of people, yes. It's like they have to experience it to Mm -hmm. figure it out or they have to have it's there are all these studies that show that like a Men who have daughters like start paying their employees better, or they, yeah. you know, like, when Jay Z like, had a daughter, and he no, was exactly. like, "Oh, yeah, no, like, sure." Barack Obama, mm-hmm. or that like Republican senators who have gay sons, like all of a sudden they're like yeah. open to LGBT stuff. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, that same senator probably not going to have a black son. So you does know? that mean that you're never going to care about issues mm-hmm. that happen to? Bloop. To black kids or mm-hmm. are you, you know, or even in the workplace sometimes where the lack of mentorship that black women have and it's this idea that like, you know, you're like the people that are in positions to make decisions like they, they're never going to see themselves in me. Mm-hmm. Like some like mm-hmm. white dude, you know, who is like wealthy and he's never going to look at me and be like, I mean, it reminds me of myself. <laughs> I'm going to give her I'm going to give her a boost. But I see that Whereas, happen with a ton totally. of my, you know, like yes. just it's like the first job I, I had out of college. My boss, like essentially I it was me and a cohort of four other uh, boys and he invested in all of them and not me. And uh, I'm the only star now on that team. Oh, uh, made on, it without him. No, it's totally like bloop. bet on the wrong horse. But yep. I remember like kind of confronting him about it like later. And I was like, well, you know, like you didn't, mm. you like just, you like didn't think I was going to make it or whatever. And he's like, you know, you just didn't need as much help as them. Like wow. he tried to spin it that wow. way. And I was like, no, that's not fair. It's because you literally looked at all of them mm. and you were like, yeah, he was like, he was like, yeah, he's yeah. like that person. Yeah, if he applied himself more or um. if I gave him enough attention. So it's like when you extrapolate that in these other scenarios, mm. yep. that is really, it's really scary so depressing. to me. It really is depressing. Like I've been taught to see my humanity in you. Uh, we you had, had no choice. Never thought of that the other yeah. way. Yeah. Right? It's like for me, unless I'm walking around Shonda Rhimes, nobody's <laughs> right. like, how do I get in that room? Uh, she goes, oh yeah, you. If I invest in you, like mm-hmm. you're gonna, right. you're gonna make it. Or Oprah, you know. But I'm like, that's the two. Like there's just there's nowhere else. Every generation has its challenges. Some would say that's the reason for its progress. It might start with a small act of kindness or a big idea that changes everything. It can come from the tiniest voice or the voice of a generation. 
or it could come from me, Aminatu. I am one of six change-making women featured in Eileen Fisher's Good Goes On campaign this spring. The campaign highlights women empowering women, the importance of sustainability, and the power of good design. Eileen started in 1984 with the idea that simple clothes can make life easier. And after spending a day on set wearing a super comfortable ultra-chic jumpsuit, I think she's really on to something. As a company, Eileen Fisher believes doing well by doing good, and that's reflected in the way their clothes are made. Timeless styles and quality materials that are responsibly sourced for less impact on the environment and a more positive impact on the world. It was a real honor to be featured in this campaign and meet the other women making a difference in their community. I've been a longtime Eileen Fisher fan, so this was a dream come true for me. You can visit EileenFisher.com and use the offer code GIRLFRIEND to receive $25 off of your $100 purchase. That's EileenFisher.com, offer code GIRLFRIEND for $25 off. Hey, it's Gina Delvac again, the producer of CYG. More from Heaven and Tracy in just a minute. But I want to give a quick plug that Saturday, April 30th, so maybe today, depending on when you're listening to the show, is Independent Bookstore Day. Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs, a.k.a. singer, songwriter, general lady badass, friend of the show. Do you remember this? He's a creep. Yeah. she made that for us hey carolyn hey gina so you've been working with the creators of the book rad american women a to z and this is a picture book it could be for kids but it's also this incredible telling of women whose stories are not always told but we know are incredible icons with gorgeous illustration it's been out for a little bit um what's this special insert that you've made for independent bookstore day yeah, Rad American Women by Kate Schatz and Miriam Kleinstahl came out last year, and I made a companion 7-inch for Independent Bookstore Day. Uh, side A is a sing-along invocation, and Side X is a sound piece featuring Angela Davis, Rebecca Solnit, Alice Bag, Charlene Yee, and the CYG Coven. <laughs> Let's take a listen to that track right now, and then we'll hear more from Anne, Amina, Heaven, and Tracy from the special CYG Another Round Crossover. X is for. X is for. X is for. X is, X is, X is, X is for the women whose names we don't know. It's for the women we haven't learned about yet, and the women whose stories we will never read. X is for the women whose voices weren't heard. For the women who aren't in the history books or the halls of fame or on postage stamps and coins. For the women who didn't get credit for their ideas and inventions. Who couldn't own property or, or sign, sign their, their own, own names. names. The women who weren't taught to read or write. But managed to communicate anyway. Who weren't allowed to work but still supported their families. Or who worked all day. But weren't paid as much as the men. X is for the radical histories that didn't get recorded. X is for our mothers, our matriarchs, our ancestors. The, the nurses and neighbors and aunties and teachers. The women who made huge changes and the women who made dinner. X is for the hands that built and shared and wrote and fought. The bodies that birthed and worked and strained to keep going. The feet that walked, ran, jumped, and balanced. The minds that dreamed and desired. The hearts that loved. 
X is also for all that's happening now and all that is still to come. X is for the women in homes and offices and fields and labs and classrooms who invent and transform and build and create. X is for all we don't know about the past, but X is also for the future. X marks the spot where we stand today. What will you do to make the world rad? We have a lot of questions for you ladies. Bring them on. So many. Um, okay. So what, we, what do you have? Anna? Oh my God. I have, this is my, and part of it is because like we're here because we do something really similar. Like we, you know, you guys have a conversation with each other about stuff that matters to you and we do the same thing, but we kind of do it off in our own little independent universe, like literally in our own closets and whatever. And you guys, DIY, baby. you guys have built this, this operation and like, and made this whole wonderful thing and created this community kind of under the umbrella of of BuzzFeed. You know, you guys both have full-time jobs doing this, but also doing other stuff there. And so I'm really curious about the pros and cons of, you know, making your own thing that you guys are so, like, your stamp is all over it within the context of this bigger media organization that isn't exactly, like, your point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the pros is definitely, like, the BuzzFeed name and having the BuzzFeed machine behind you. Like, we're more likely to get, like, big guests who would never talk to my black ass without BuzzFeed's name. feeding <laughs> <laughs> me. At yes. Trace Feed at BuzzFeed. Right, right. Like, who? No. Mm, no. Mm, no. So that's definitely one. Visibility. Resources. I actually had my own podcast before I was hired, before I even knew what BuzzFeed was. Me and my friend Nicole in Tennessee, it was... We had no idea what we were doing, but we just knew that we really wanted people to like listen to it. And it was like nobody would, you know, and it was just like, hey, we're smart. We promise, you know, we're fun. Just take a minute to listen. And people are not trying to really do that unless they have like some preordained knowledge of you or something that you're connected to. So that's definitely a pro. What's hard about it? (laughs) One of the tough things for me personally is being so I mean there are a bunch of black people who work for BuzzFeed people know heaven and I like specifically so whenever there's like a race thing that went up that went really bad people are like why did you in heaven let this happen and I'm like I don't own shit I'm nobody I'm not like the president of black people at BuzzFeed nobody runs ideas past me you You guys don't have a committee (laughs) you know know how many times I've been like you know what everyone should just run their ideas by me Sometimes. <laughs> Simple solution. Yes. Right. But I mean, this is just not the way that yeah. like a corporation works, you know? But I mean, since nobody can see what happens behind the scenes and like how power is like structured and organized and like just like the process of how we do things, which I don't follow people for, you know, yeah. if you don't know, you just don't that. know. Yeah. yeah. But it's really stressful being like the representative, being deemed the representative for everything black that happens at BuzzFeed. Like we are in this corner and there's just so much else like happening or and going it just, on. Like just even knowing that it's not even you're you don't even report into the same chains of command, right? Yeah. So yeah. you know, it's not like, oh, you saw that, but you just didn't speak up. It's like literally there's no a idea different this business right. unit. I yeah. found and this out when you did. Yeah. yeah, you're like, I also read the website. So I <laughs> right. at the same time as you. Right. Yeah. I've seen you, Tracy, diffuse a lot of situations like that where people will come at you on Twitter in mm. this. And I personally have learned a lot from it and mm. just 
learn to be less of a reactionary online <laughs> through watching some of your interaction with people because they can be really fraught, right? And I think yeah. that it's it's the emotional labor of being a woman. Everybody just wants you to, you know, like, it's Woo! like, make me feel better. Tell me it's okay. And then, yes. And, yes. You know, oh, and, my and, God. And being the thing. But I, th- <laughs> I think that a lot of us can, can learn from you where you, you've I just agree. been... You are really good at diffusing just like very tense internet moments with oh. facts. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, here's the thing. I'm also a person. Yeah. I also work here. It's not, you know, like you don't have to yell. Like don't, yeah. you don't have to be accusatory. Yeah. Dovetailing into that is thinking about the work that you both do with uh, Cocoa Butter that mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, like maybe if you could tell us more about like why you created it and what's the rationale for it and what's the aspiration there. Cocoa Butter kind of came about after we had a great Black History Month. And when I say great Black History Month, I mean basically the first Black History Month where we had enough black people. <laughs> who were like, it's Black History Month. Let's do something more black than History like a month. It wasn't just me, basically. It was what? It was basically not just me. Yeah. So it happened. I don't know if people know that. I feel like you should get a t-shirt that says this because it really is a huge accomplishment. She was the first full-time black person at BuzzFeed. Wow. This one, right? Wow. Yes. Yes. Wait, yes. you were hired even before Martin Luther Shani? Yes. Before wow. Martin Luther Shani, before Martin Luther Saeed. <laughs> Martin Luther Shani. <Wow. laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So Wait we got to this place where, you know, we actually had like a black workforce on the team. And I sort of spearheaded the first year, the year before this last year, I sort of spearheaded it. And after it was over, we were like, how do we keep this momentum going? And we had to do it in such a way that it wasn't like, here's BuzzFeed and here's Black BuzzFeed, because then it keeps BuzzFeed itself for me accountable the whole point. too. Yeah. yeah, it really defeats the whole point. Like, don't just like put us in a corner and have us like do our own shit. Like, we work for you and with you. You have to integrate us. So, a good way to do that was to have people, and not just Black people, who are interested in creating content about like the Black reality, the Black experience. Have them get together, brainstorm, think of like things that they would want to see on the site do it and rather than have like a separate landing page on BuzzFeed which would be counterproductive just have like a social channel where people can be like I want to read some black shit go to the Twitter which was Cocoa Butter BF everybody follow it's it it's so great. good if you don't follow it you're a fool which and I the- always read as Cocoa Butter Boyfriend when I see it. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know. You know what? I'm into that. Yeah. I don't like a Cocoa Butter boyfriend. Or best friend. Whatever your BF thing is. You're my best friend. Yep. Because so much of the amazing stuff that people of color do, and not just black folks at BuzzFeed, gets lost yeah. in the sauce. Yeah. You know, because there's, it's such lost a huge site. There's so many people who work there. It's a big white site. So, like, the brown stuff gets lost. And this is just the way to, like, get brown to people it people do the quicker. most for the internet. Oh, my the gosh. Most. Running that shit. Running the internet. Um, and it's powered by some of the best people that I've like ever known and met in my life. And I'm not a person who easily like likes her coworkers, but I love these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and awesome. not just these people, of course. Like I work with a lot of great people. But it's just a bunch of black folks working really, really hard to put out good stuff and Cocoa Butter BF is there to highlight it and help people actually like find it and help their work find the audience that it needs and deserves. That's cool. Um can each of you tell me, tell us one like favorite black like meme recently oh my goodness be anything just one i mean i feel like the most important meme that has come into my life 
like it's just been such a constant over like the last I don't even like I can't remember my life without it so I don't even know when it started talking about the Michael Jordan meme absolutely <laughs> Jordan, I feel like it's yes. been there as long as the internet has been I, I couldn't handle him at the North Carolina game because I, I was like is this your face or is this the <laughs> meme is on the like, Michael, Michael Jordan crying meme is uh, it's iconic it really is iconic it's so versatile you know, it's never gonna go away. It can be applied to so many situations. It's gonna resolve like racism. I think that that's I the thing that's might. bringing us all closer together. So I think that's. Fault. I think that's pretty hopeful. What's yours, Heaven? <laughs> <laughs> like regular black people reacting to things means. Oh man. Oh yes. yeah. Like I don't think you have to become a meme to do that, but just like literally everyone's faces mm-hmm. are always on point. Oh my god, my favorite thing that black people react to in like online videos, sports plays, like a dunk. Like in like a regular like high school game or just just like, you know, Jamal and his friends at the gym one day and somebody like makes it doesn't even have to be a great dunk. It doesn't. But as soon as it happens, somebody's running across the floor this way. Somebody's like doing a take and roll. Everyone disperses. Right. Wildly dramatic fashion. More than a black person. Yeah. Oh my God. Everyone just wildly disperses. We are the best in business. I love it. I love that. That's perfect. We're a very celebratory people. We are. Oh, mm. we are. Um, I'm curious because the two of us were friends before we started podcasting, and it's been like a, a, a layer on top of an existing relationship. But I'm curious about what relationship you guys had before you started doing the podcast together, and what your collaboration is like too. Hmm. I like Kevin. She's cool. Yeah, Jakey's alright. <laughs> no, so we the, can hear it in your <laughs> report. Before the podcast started, we were collaborating on a lot of like different pieces mm-hmm. on. I was BuzzFeed. so excited when Tracy came to work Aww. with us. So you were coworkers. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, it was like when a coworker comes and like you're like, oh my god, we have the same sense of humor, same writing sensibility, mm-hmm. same uh, things we're topics we're interested in. Like, yeah, that's exciting. Just when a general. coworker comes and you're like, she could be my friend. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the holy grail of coworking. Oh my god! Because I'm also not friends with a lot of my coworkers. Uh Special exceptions. You just like you see somebody, you're like, you're kind of like, I'm sad you work here because I want to be friends with you, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, and like Buzzfeed really is like a company of friends. Like everybody, it's a little disgusting sometimes. Like everybody is just like, (laughs) we see you on the internet. You You don't have to. You already know how lovey dovey we all are. But the first time I met Heaven, I had flown up to be interviewed to (laughs) (laughs) be hired for Buzzfeed, and that. Listen, when I got on the plane, I was like, I got to go up here and tell these very nice white people I'm not going to do it because I didn't want to move. But they had like a dinner someplace. There were two <laughs> black people there. Heaven was one. And I think Saeed was the other. And I was like, okay, so these are my two friends. Better or worse, whatever. I was like, please come. <laughs> I love you. Right. <laughs> but it was so like delightful and refreshing to be like. I want to be her friend because we are both black, but also I really like her. Right. Like, well, not is, just because we're both black. Right. Like, <laughs> I actually such, appreciate like, her sense of humor, situation. her work yeah. situation. But also she's, she's interesting. But also, <laughs> but also she's black. Also, this is where all of my tea is going to come from. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, did I let you down? No, I did you not. Never, you exactly. never. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's been a journey. Yeah. Wait, and so now then working together on this on this podcast, baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> the real one, the podcast, the one we listen to. <laughs> it's great. Like, I mean, the podcast for me is something that legitimately, like when I'm like here in the studio in the seat, it does not feel like work. It really feels like I'm just drinking it like three on a Tuesday, which I probably shouldn't do. 
with my friend who was also making a poor decision. So I'm not by uh, myself. That's not how I think about it. Oh, <laughs> How do you think about it? I don't think I'm making poor decisions. <laughs> it's really exciting for me to have space in a white company to like make black content that's not that centers ourselves yeah that's crazy wild to me it is and it's also important to have somebody who can tell you who can like affirm you yeah because you know like when you're one of the only brown faces it's hard to just get like feedback and good criticism yeah I'm not anti-criticism. I just, it's often hard to get good criticism about the work you're doing because it's like... For very logical reasons. Yeah. People got to know your references. People got to know what you're working against. Like, they have to know the industry and what other people have already said about, Mm -hmm. like, race and humor or whatever. You know, there's just generally a lot that people have to know to give us good feedback. Mm -hmm. So, it's always exciting to me when I have a partner that, like, understands the kind of humor I'm thinking about or the kind of subjects I'm thinking about and what's already been said. Like, you don't have to explain yourself. Like, me and Tracy just click. Yeah. And that was also, our, that was just, like, immediately apparent to me. It was. And it's also great to have, like, a corner or a person you can go to and be like, this thing just happened. Am I crazy? Yeah. Yes. Yes. They that, need to be like, yeah, you tripping or no, not at all. at least one human to confirm your sanity at in least every one. workplace. Yeah. It's and so hard. Yeah. We're really lucky to have <laughs> A lot of those people, like, our audio team is amazing. They're also a good gauge of, like, other white people. (laughs) Yes. Like, all right, if Eleanor doesn't know about this, the other whites don't. (laughs) (laughs) And if Jenna does know about this, then maybe other people do. Maybe some Brooklyn whites do. (laughs) Some Brooklyn Brooklyn whites. Wow. Am I wrong, though? Am I wrong, though? Nope. Exactly. You are not. Exactly. We always ask Pump Up Song, Power 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 Jam, Ooh. what do you, I'm curious now because we have you both here, if like, I know you've been doing some live events or like you have a really big interview with maybe a leading presidential candidate, stuff that you guys have done. What do you listen to when you need to feel like your confident best selves? Always Beyonce. Always Beyonce. Honestly. Song. Yeah. Um, Diva. Yes. Formation. Yes. Uh, Sugar Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Also, really important to us is feeling myself. Yes. Very important to this I family think too. Beyonce combination is it's, truly where we're at. Yeah, it we, is. like sometimes I'm the Nikki, our... Sometimes Tracy's the Nikki. But we're <laughs> always just like, yes, we're feeling, we're feeling ourselves. I think that's what we were listening to when we were preparing to interview Hillary Clinton and one of her folks came in like can you keep it down she's down next door, door doing, doing interviews. some real interviews <laughs> she <laughs> was practicing her feeling myself <laughs> you right she's like I know this one um, yeah. thank you for having us thank you for having us Ugh, okay you um, guys are the I'm sorry y'all are the y'all. best Aww, appreciate the y'alls y'all are the best um <laughs> Can't wait to listen to your show because we'll be on there and it's yes! gonna be super. I know, fun. very, Everybody very excited. Listen, we have great talks about stuff. I don't want to stuff and things. We won't even ruin it. ruin it for you. But <laughs> you can find us many places on the internet on our website, callyourgirlfriend.com. Download it anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast or on iTunes, where we'd love it if you left us a review. You can tweet at us at callyrgf or email us callyrgf at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, look that one up yourself, or on Instagram, our brand new fun Instagram at callyrgf. You can even leave us a short and sweet voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. 
Thank you so much to the Another Round Pod Squad and Argo Studio in New York City for yes. having us. Uh, we had a blast. It's like, who knew? Get out of the closet. People bring snacks, oh. drinks. <laughs> There's other humans here. Cannot wait till this family levels up. Our IRL <laughs> podcasting game. It's Ooh, true. Just can't <laughs> wait to be a mogul. Made a million dollars off a, a podcast. Oh my god! Flex. Ooh 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 ooh. Um, this podcast is produced by Gina Delvac. Gina Delvac. See you on the internet, boo boo. See you on the internet. <laughs>